Welcome to Raspberry Tea Pod Chat. I'm Claire. I'm Claire. And I'm Jo. <laughs> CCJ. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are listening to us. It's the ladies from Raspberry Tea. Um, a controversial one, potentially. Meghan and Harry. Harry and Meghan, the royal family. Oh my God, what's going on? Um, I would like to put a disclaimer at the beginning of this in that, you know, one of us here may say something to just sort of stimulate conversation. The views expressed may not all be necessarily our own personal ones. Um, We will give you our own personal ones, obviously, because that's what we're here for. But if we need to say something a little bit thought-provoking to keep the conversation going we will so just bear with us so I'm I'm sitting I'll be honest I'll start I'm sitting in Meghan and Harry's camp to some extent um I believe taking away the first part of the interview when Meghan was on her own because she presented things in a certain way it's her personal perception as we all do I believe Harry has been brought up to handle the media and to tell the truth and to, I think he actually does respect his family. And therefore, I don't think anything Harry said would have been a lie. That's my personal opinion. Sure. I was, well, I am team fence, unfortunately. Um, I'm neither team Meghan and Harry nor team Royal because I literally am divided. I am split down the middle. Um, I started to watch it a second time and then I thought, actually, no, I'm I'm not going to watch it through again. Um, I'm going to stick with what I thought on the first viewing. Um, And I wasn't going to watch it at all because I do want to think that Meghan is absolutely genuine absolutely does love him um she's a fool if she doesn't I think he's absolutely ace I always have done um but you know he he didn't choose to be put in the position that he was put in um and that's the feeling that I will always always keep he was born into that and you know it's not his fault is it that he was where he is and He was protecting his family at the end of the day. But subsequent to that, there have been rumours, and these are rumours, that his, was it one of his bodyguards or one of his personal security guys um, has since said that Harry is not the person that you think he is and that he's... Can we we just leave that? Let Claire just tell us her position to start out because I'd rather just get this. Yeah, go on. I have to say, I think I'm in Meghan and Harry's camp. I think the royal family doesn't do itself any favours in this modern era by keeping its cards so close to its chest. There's always three sides to a story. There's each side and then the truth. We will never know which is the right one because I think it was a very candid interview and you could see there was a lot of emotion there from Meghan and certainly from Harry when he joined the interview and spoke. I thought Oprah asked some very probing questions, which is that's what she's there to do. But that interview was edited and presented and published on 
national TV. So having seen programmes in the past like Big Brother, editing can change a narrative dramatically from what it is or has been. I would have preferred personally to have seen that that Meghan and Harry interview live because then you're not going to get any slant or any editing or any narrative change you're going to get from the horse's mouth. What I struggled with was if anybody says that they felt suicidal or they felt like ending their life, that should never be questioned. Because even if it's not true, there's going to be some people there that it is true for and you shouldn't question it. It's at the end of the day, it's somebody's mental health and it's their life you're talking about. So I think it's disrespectful to question it. But the battle I had with watching it was, I know Megan's an actress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, 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 when Harry came on, I could see he's heartbroken. He's, he's very happy that he's got his life with his wife and his son and they've got a daughter on the way and he's got his family bubble and he's been able to make it safe, apparently getting some help from friends because he's been cut off by the family. That, again, the other truth. We don't know if that's how it's played out, but you can see that he's heartbroken by the maybe having to make the move away from this country. In, my, in my mind, I think that without actually showing the cards, the royal family could have said to the press, pack it in, because the press have stirred up racist comments, and even though they didn't make them, they've incited it. And in my mind recently, you'd equate that to what Donald Trump did in America. He's been raped yeah. for the cause. They, they, they could have calmed that down, and they didn't. Can I just jump in? Because I think we are here in grave danger of doing exactly what the press is doing at this moment and that is confusing the members of the royal family with the institution that they yeah. work within yes okay um, let's let's be honest let's be honest harry said they had not discussed their emotional well-being their mental health with any other members of the royal family they did not know so when we're talking, we have to be very, very clear here, because whilst there was, you know, Harry said, Megan, Megan, Megan put the racist comment about Archie. It wasn't made about Archie. And Harry cleared that up very, very precisely and said that when it first got together, a comment was made about if they stayed together, the colour of the children. Now that's not right, okay? We all agree that's shocking, it's disgraceful. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't about Archie. It was about any future children. Yeah. That was the one thing that the royal family themselves have done that was mentioned in that interview. The rest of it, if I'm remembering rightly, and please correct me if I'm wrong because I'm not completely with it today. Um, the rest of it was about the institution, the people yeah. that run the business that is the royal family. Yeah. We really need to keep that very, very clear. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I agree with that. What, the words that I've just used previously, I mean the institution. But that, that institution about. has allowed that media coverage to incite and bring up some horrible things and I'd, I agreed when Harry said it he could see 
lots of comparisons to what happened with his mum. So if you take everything else out of it, which is a very complicated story and situation, I'm sure, and we don't know all the ins and outs of it, but if you just take that element of it, if he can see a repeat of what happened to his mum, he's going to take himself and his family and the people he loves out of it. Yeah. yeah. And you cannot fault him for that. Can't blame him for that. And and that is the genuine love that he has for his family. And, you know, he's he absolutely adores her. You can see that. Mm-hmm. Um, Andrew Morton, I was, I was talking to Claire about it the other day. Andrew Morton, who wrote the, the Diana book, um, had said that it's just a shame to see. And he actually said that the royal family, whether he meant the institution, the firm, the family, whatever, haven't learned from their mistakes. Mm. And that is the really sad thing, because I will never forget that image of those boys walking behind that coffee. Nobody ever will. I think this is the issue. Whilst the Queen is the Queen, we are all brought up on fairy tales and storybooks where the royal family govern the, the, the... the town, govern the yeah. city, govern the land, whatever it is, and they make the decisions. That is so far from the mm-hmm. truth on the vast majority of day-to-day decisions. The, the royal family are, I, I, this is completely the wrong word, I want to say they're actors in the institution. Yeah. That's their, they're an employee, I guess they're, is the right they're word. They're the institution, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, have a, they have a role to play, don't they? And they yes. have expectations and duties, and a lot of it is yes. historic. That's the problem. It's they don't choose them. They did. They don't choose what they have to do. It is mm. organised by the institution. Now, I did personally, I didn't understand the difference between the institution and the firm. I didn't understand. I don't know which is which, which is the government and which is the, um, the, the running of the royal family. Management company. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, the royal family is a business. Um, they are obviously, what came through for me is that every member of the royal family is obviously incredibly restricted mm. in what they can and what they can't do if they are in that top level of serving royals. Also, and I don't know if that was, this was a gut instinct for me or whether something was said, so perhaps you two can clarify this for me, but I got the feeling that William is very, very much institutionalised. Whereas Harry's tried to... I mean, he has broken free now, but even when he was before Meghan, he still tried to do things his way a little bit. The, the, the rebel. Yeah. yeah. But, but I don't think it was meant to be a rebel. I think he just wanted to live his life. Yeah. But I get the feeling now that William is perhaps very, very blinkered. And I think it's not that, a criticism. That's no, no, not a criticism it's, it's the situation, isn't it? He, you know, if he is future king. Yeah. Um, he has to be absolutely playing things by the book, which is why Catherine is exactly the same. She is the perfect lady to stand there and be a future queen. She's not put a foot wrong, albeit there was the, the element there that she had upset Megan um, and the press had turned it the other way around, but it was an emotional time. And, and Megan did her bit by saying, Kate owned that situation. 
he'd upset her. It was a very emotional time leading up to the wedding. Um, she apologised and that's it as far as they're concerned. That is over. But the way that the press have turned things round, I mean, not to have gone out of out of her home more than twice in two in four months. We all know how that feels now. We all know how mentally that is exhausting, emotionally that is exhausting. But we've kept ourselves to ourselves other than social media and speaking to friends. She wasn't even allowed to go out for dinner, to go out to meet them for lunch. She was still making the headlines in the worst possible ways, even though she was inside not doing anything. You see, when, when it comes down to it all, this is all linked to the press. Absolutely. All linked to the press because if the press had not hounded her in exactly the opposite way to them reporting Kate, you know, we've seen the comparison headlines, they've been all over social media. Kate does this and it's really positive. Megan does exactly the same and it's spun completely negative. Like holding her baby bump, that was the other one. Oh, yeah. Avocados, all sorts of crap, honestly. Let's let's look at the top and bottom of this. Yes, a member of the royal family passed a comment about skin colour. Now, had the press not done what they've done since Meghan was on the scene, mm -hmm. that comment would never, ever have been mentioned. No. It would have been buried. All this is linked to the press. Mm -hmm. My what I feel more than anything is sorry for the people that buy a particular newspaper and buy into those headlines. Yeah, mm -hmm. they believe what they're being told, and I'm sorry if that upsets any of our listeners who do believe what the press is reporting to you. But it's it's got a spin on it, and it could just be complete and utter lies, yeah. like the situation about Meghan making Kate cry. Completely, utterly wrong. I do not believe that Meghan was lying about that because I do not believe Harry would allow her to. No, no. And Harry was at the sidelines, wasn't he? Albeit he, he was watching the whole thing. Yeah, he wasn't there for the first part, but he was there on the sidelines. So yeah. this is all down to the press. And why should the press get away with this? I mean, that's that's they do get away with it, though, don't they? Because if you if you go back again to Diana, the press, not saying anybody specifically, the whole media circus caused that accident. Yeah, this is the point. Everybody's it, it, saying, like, everybody's saying the royal family this, the royal family that. It's not the family. It's not the members of the family. The institution that they work with, the business that is the royal family that controls them to a great extent, should be sorting this out. Yeah, they should. Yeah. So, and, and for me, and then when Harry said that he'd been cut off financially, when from again from Meghan and Harry's side, they said that they'd offered, they wanted to just step back from the senior royal duties and they, that's why they wanted to stay in a Commonwealth. Again, that's not for us to question, but for him to be cut off financially, personally, I couldn't, I couldn't not look at, well, look at the disgrace that Prince Andrew's bringing to the family. Is he gonna be cut off? Has his money stopped? But we don't, we don't know that. 
No, I, I know, but equally, the, the press could be spinning up the Meghan and Harry drama to shove that one under a carpet. Again, well, I'm not saying I have any, any judgment on it whatsoever, but when you look at what narratives are presented to the public via the press, you could look at it from many different sides and one scandal's been ramped up to mute another one. Now, I've got no judgments on either, but some people will have. Well, I think, I think if you compared the two interviews, the Prince Andrew interview and Harry's interview, they're poles apart. Mm. Harry was very definite. This is how it happened. This is what it was. He was, and the, I haven't seen the whole interview with Andrew, so, but there were bits where he sort of was quite evasive. He, he didn't really say what. No, I don't remember this and I don't yeah, remember I, I can't remember. No. And, and, you know, let's face it, things that happened years and years ago, we all have sketchy memories and you can remember the wrong things. Yeah, you, you remember. You know, and, and, but we're not, we're not, yes, I agree. Usually when there's a new, I don't know, scandal, I guess, for want of a better word, in the press, it is to cover something else up. Yeah. That, that's, that's the point was made. I, I guess, I guess this is the, the the Meghan and Harry topic that we're talking about. Is is a lot of it's boiling back to the press. I suppose we could have an episode about the press on how they can take one fact and ten different papers can spin that one fact into a different way, and then you add the social media influence into it when everybody voices their own opinion, and you get groups and tribes of people that follow a certain narrative and story. So what do we think of Piers Morgan? I personally can't stand the guy, but you cannot fault him for speaking his mind. And he does put, he asks some truthful discovery questions. For me, I didn't like the fact that he said that he didn't believe Megan, but that's his right to not believe her. I have a problem that I, I don't I wouldn't question anybody that said that they felt that way about their life. The fact that when, when you watch the interview, now that she's mentioned it, you can see the holding of the hands was like so tight. Yeah. And Harry didn't look his usual when you you know the camera panned up to the box, he was looking pretty pissed off. And you know, apparently what he'd said to her was, You're not in a fit state to go tonight mm. and she turned around and said I'm not in a fit state I don't want to be on my own exactly and that must have been an awful situation for him to be put in and even walking through the door he didn't let go of her hand I that don't I don't believe that, that anything that was said on that interview was untrue mm. as I say Megan told it from her perception and we all have a perception yep. you know, it's like asking somebody to describe a colour you know, what's pink to somebody will be red to somebody else, will be raspberry to somebody else, will be cherry to somebody else. You know, we all have our own perceptions. And I thought Harry was very, very good at correcting what she'd said to make it absolutely factual. Yeah. Yeah. And so for me, that conversation happened. That is genuinely how she must have felt. He said they had both been to the institution separately to get help and together. Yeah. That will be fact. I don't believe Harry will have lied about that. No, I don't think so. He said he'd gone as a son 
a husband, a father, and then a father. That was to the he press. To his family. He went to. Did the he not say that he'd gone for help as a son? No. He was very, very clear that he had never discussed this with any member of the royal family because he then followed that back up by, up by saying he didn't know if his father had ever felt like this or his brother had ever felt never like this because they had not discussed it. Yeah. What I didn't like about the Piers Morgan thing was he referred, and their mental health thing was acceptable, there's, there's no two ways about that, but he referred to Meghan slating the Queen. At no point did Meghan slate any member of the royal family. No, she didn't. She, she actually tried to, def, def, she certainly tried to defend the Kate situation. Yeah. 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 She said as soon as she heard Prince Philip was ill, she rang the Queen. Yeah. Immediately. They obviously have a very good relationship. Yeah. The Queen obviously, you know, her comments following the interview of, you know, no, she said that recollections will vary. That, and that's, I think that's her way of saying perceptions mm -hmm. different, yeah. isn't yeah. it? Absolutely. Yeah. But the Queen was very, very supportive. She obviously had no idea what they'd been through as a couple. Yeah. That's the institution's fault. Yeah. That is the business that is the royal family not allowing those members of the same family to have open conversations and have a normal family relationship. They don't know any better. And it, the sad thing is that Prince William here is talking to all the footballers and all the sports stars about mental health and how bad it is for them. And he's being really open with them. And yet himself, that's the only time he gets to open up. But, he but doesn't it sounds know. and Oprah are doing some work over the, the other side of the pond as well, aren't they? Which, you know, hopefully this will serve the right purpose then. In but they're completely different. They're work projects. That's what, what I mean. About, Personally, they can't. What about allowing that family to be family? Yeah. They don't know any different. They've been born into it. Mm. You know, all right, Kate's slightly different, Megan's slightly different. Prince Philip, I'm sure, at 90, whatever he is now, won't remember life any different. And let's face it, he was from a similar background anyway. Mm. But somebody in that institution needs to look at this and go, we need to look after this family. Yeah. I mean, it's, As a family. came on the scene... We thought things were going to be perked up a bit, didn't we? And we thought, yeah, you know, she's going to be quite feisty. She'll speak her truths and, you know, she'll hopefully turn the family around. Diana, we thought was going to happen. She was more human. She was out there. She was the queen. You know, she was the queen of hearts, wasn't she? And she just seemed to turn people's attitudes and things seemed to soften up a bit. And then... William got married and we thought, yeah, Kate might do it as well. But actually, they've been driven down that route. And that's what's driven Harry and Meghan out, because he I guess it's always difficult for the second one, isn't it? So it's the same as Princess Anne and Prince Charles. So Princess Anne's basically on the sidelines. Prince Charles is going to get the headlines. So William's always going to get the headlines. Harry's going to be on the sidelines. It must be really difficult because do they have a purpose? But who's got the better quality of life? Well, for me, it's the I, ones in the background. Yeah, you, you'd like to think that they all would. And, and it's, it's just not. not happening, is it? It's no. just not 
it's it's duty driven by tradition yeah (laughs) for me i think i think the whole issue with this is that fergie for me fergie and diana want a better word but i don't know what other than rebelled because of their treatment they're both treated appallingly in different ways mainly by the press again although we know the diana charles thing was massive they sort of rebelled in their own way and went off and did their own thing, whether they got approval or not, they didn't care because they'd been so hurt by the institution. Again, we don't know the narrative within the actual family. Mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting when Harry said that his father had known the pain that they'd gone through. Yeah. That tells me there's a lot more to the Charles and Diana thing than we know about. Yeah. Well, was it that, or was it Camilla? Don't know. Anyway, different point. Yeah. For, for me, you know, the, what for everything, somebody in the institution or the institution needs to employ some consultants or something that says, how do we modernise? How do we give these people a better quality of life? Because those people can't do it themselves. No. no. Charles wants to be king. If he, if he didn't want to be king, he would have said by now. So Charles wants to be king for however few years that's going to be. So he's not going to stand up to the institution and say, I want my family to be run differently. Mm. William, I get the feeling, and I could be completely wrong, but I just get the feeling from this interview and William's reaction to this interview, he is firmly entrenched in that traditional family the institution the way it is now because he knows he's going to be king and he's got a responsibility to this country to his dad to his grandma and and hats off to him but somebody needs to look after them because they're not being looked after as people yeah one one thing that i couldn't speaking of that one thing that i couldn't quite get my head around was um Kate obviously went into the marriage to William completely eyes open. Yes, it might have been slightly stronger, for want of a better phrase there, um, roles and and responsibilities that she's got. But Meghan said that she went into marriage with Harry without having even done any background work. And I think Surely she must have done some and understood some of it, but it made me chuckle when she'd said about going to meet the Queen for the first time and they were sat in the back of the car and and he said, oh, do you know how to curtsy? And it was like, she said, Fergie came running out because Fergie was there. That that was nice, actually, to think that Fergie was still there. So Andrew is obviously still taking care of Fergie. We don't know what what discussions- Megan said said they live in the same house. Yeah, it's like, well, yeah. We don't know that. Do, Do what? do what they do anyway but yes yeah, so she was still obviously in the background but it's Fergie that came running out and said you know let's practice the curtsy kind of thing and I thought that that says quite a lot as well that it feels as if Kate is given all the guidance all the tutoring all the coaching she's got it to a degree naturally but she I just think she'd done a hell of a lot of work her and her mother how, how do you know how do you know that Kate had got the tutoring no, that's what I'm saying. It feels as if, from the way that you look at things, she knows how to do things perfectly well. 
I and just Megan made a big point of saying I didn't get any coaching I didn't get any you know but the fact the fact that Megan didn't tells me that Kate probably didn't either again I assumed somebody you know like two people who want to get married in a church two average people off the street so to speak who want to get married in a church usually will go to a session with the vicar or the priest or or minister whatever it is and talk about what marriage means yeah i assumed anybody who married into the royal family would get a, a massive crash course of are you prepared this is what life is going to throw at you because this is what we're going to expect of you because that's just looking after people and allowing them to make an informed decision about the rest of their lives but obviously that's not happening but it shouldn't i mean it yeah so to a degree if you say if you put it like that then yeah you'd think it's their responsibility they have that final session like you say of, of getting together and i hadn't actually thought about it like that but is it their responsibility to even be having that conversation? They should have had all these conversations yonks before they even think about getting married because they are still on display. They are still part of that family or the institution or the whichever way you look at it, even before they start talking marriage. But they sh- should is that down to Harry and Meghan or should the institution that they're going to work for not put an induction on like any employer puts an induction on. I'm, no, I'm being I said serious. that. Yeah. Yeah. I said the, the, the institution clearly clearly needs to look at its onboarding process. What you did say about going to hate. I, I, I wonder actually, again, this grenade comment coming. The institution decides who it likes and who it doesn't like, down to that fine detail. Well, if William and Kate line to the throne she's a she's a a traditional english girl we'll back that one oh god harry's harry's married he's married an american and again she's not a white american that could have been somebody's look at that situation well we're not helping her then or being as um unhelpful as possible it seems like there's, it, again, it's all it's all assumption. It's it's potential. It's it could that have happened because, again, I think the institution puppets the media, and there's some, think, give, there's some give and take. Well, we'll let you have this if you can do that, yeah. which is why the William and Kate are the darlings of the media, and you've never seen a, a slanted, backhanded comment about either of those two. I know Harry's possibly not helped himself by his wild parties, and I certainly saw a picture of that fancy dress costume that he wore that time that had that particular motif on his arm. You know what you're talking about. When he was young and foolish, which when we're all young and foolish, we do things that we think, what did you do that for? We don't have the camera in our faces. We didn't have social media back then. So I think... Harry being that wanting to break out of that institution and the formality, he might have been a little bit more of a wild child because William seems a lot more reserved. If he's done it, he's done it behind closed doors and we've not seen any of it. Or is it because the institutions kept it that way? I I don't know, do we? I would like to think that the institution wouldn't wouldn't 
in person deal with anybody differently. So I would like to think that the institution, like any employer, had the same process for Kate as they did for Megan. Mm. I agree totally about how they handle the press. I think that needs to be looked into very, very carefully. Mm-hmm. But my concern out of all of this, take the press away from it, is the people in that family. Yeah. Because they're not allowed to be family and they don't know how to be a family because they've grown, they've been born into and grown up with the institution as it is they can't modernize that institution they can't make that better for themselves because they don't know how to mm. too close you know what both of all of our business are here to do with people who are too close you rebrand because the person who owns the business can't put that their own vision out there properly yeah. we write somebody's words because business owners are too close to their own business promote themselves properly yeah it's exactly the same thing for those because they are employees at the end of the day of that institution and i hope i'm using the word institution right and it's not the firm but i, I really didn't understand the difference no, between I, don't, I, don't. I think i think that was uh, was megan being american and calling it a firm no there is a, there is the term the firm as well yeah i don't know the difference but i because just think you've got, you've got the government as one element of it which i thought was the institution. Claire thought it was the other way around, didn't you? Yeah. You no, thought... I think the institution runs the royal family. Yeah, that's what I took, but I don't know. Anyway, you <laughs> see, but this is this is the point, isn't it? Because whilst Meghan and Harry can go on camera and let's say they were being totally honest, it's left us with more questions because mm. we don't understand the terms they use because it's jargon to people who are in the know. Mm. Like any company uses abbreviations and jargon, it's ex- it just proves the point that they are, for want of a better word, employees. Yeah. You know, and they're a family, they're people. So for At me, the the day, yeah, they are. For me, there were two things that came from that interview. One is that family, the whole thing from the Queen to the lowest member of the family from a point of view of lineage to the throne needs looking after that company whether it's this the firm or the institution needs to sort itself out and it needs to sort itself out really really quickly because for an hr manager to say to megan i get it but i can't help you because you're not an employee yeah is so wrong she'd nowhere else to go that's just so wrong that's just inhuman so there's the family and they need looking after and then the comms department at Buckingham Palace really need to sort their press out. Is that they still need to sort the press out. And I thought Megan did a fantastic job of dropping little bombs into that interview. Like, did we all know that Buckingham Palace hosts the Christmas parties for all the press? Yeah, mm-hmm. no, we didn't. And thank you for that, Megan, because that helps us all understand a little bit better. Yeah. You know, she dropped bombs about death threats. Now, when you think about anybody in the public eye, you would expect, certain, unfortunately, it's not right, you would expect, you know, there are going to be haters as well as the lovers type okay. of thing. Um, so that wasn't particularly news. 
thought Harry's bombshell about the fact that when they were in Canada, the security was withdrawn with a day's notice yeah. was appalling. Yeah. It was also, the right that, that withdrew the security from him. So you forget about whether yeah. his son's got a title or not. He has. Yeah. You know, they'd been talking to the royal family and the institution or the firm, whichever it may be, for two years about stepping back. Yeah. For them to be given 24 hours notice that their security has been withdrawn, to me is appalling. And I can see how that must have hurt him. Because whilst maybe the institution that makes those decisions, the Queen must have authorised it. And he actually said, I don't hold that against my grandmother making that decision. Mm. So she's got to have signed that off. Yeah. You know, and thank God that somebody was there to help them out because it could have been catastrophic. I can't say that word. Catastrophic, darling. <laughs> so for me, I don't know whether you believe Megan, whether you think it was put on a bit thick, whatever position you stand in, for me, there are two issues. There's the press and the people have been like a new Diana yeah. who was completely right with that it was going down that route and you can see that with the headlines then somebody needs to look after our royal family mm. I, I think no matter who Harry had ended up with I've got this feeling they would have done whatever they could they were always gunning for Harry that's just how it feels and <laughs> God, Megan has given them absolutely everything on a plate, basically. And the poor family have suffered massively as a result. But William was always going to be the sensible one. Harry was always the cheeky little one. You just knew it was going to be that way round. And, and that's how sad it is. But, you know, even the um, on social media, the whole interview with James Corden, when Harry's sitting on the top of the double-decker bus and he said it's the first time he's ever been able to do it. And James Corden's like, what? I said, well, I'm not allowed. Well, you wouldn't be allowed, would you? You know, it's, they have missed out on so much of what we would call a normal childhood. You know, being able to take your son to the beach and play with your dog on the beach. And, you know, he's, he's running to him and, and he'd got that footage of him running towards him into his legs. And you just think that's that's a normal dad enjoying yeah. life. Yeah. And I, th I think that's the great shame, because if what happened to Diana hadn't happened, the boys would have had more of that upbringing. Oh, God, you know, there's pictures of them at Chessington. Towers and, uh, she, do you know what I mean? She she took them out of the yeah. traditional environment. Yeah. And, and I think that, obviously, I think there was a big shift and a big change when what happened to her did. But I think they, they'll always re re resort to the comfort zone in, because they don't know how to change it, like Claire said. Mm. I think Diana would have been incredibly proud of the decisions he's made. Yeah, I, I think I, so. I, yeah. And, and, and like he said, it's she thought something like this might happen because she made provision way back then Yeah, that's now supporting his life now. Yeah. And all and he needs to do is earn the money to pay for his security. So yeah. they're comfortable. So what did Diana think was going to happen? And you, that's the point, isn't it? You can't deny the things that have supposedly gone on with Fergie. You can't deny that's somebody that's been hounded. Diana, that's another person. Now it's Megan. Three people? Yeah. I don't think so. And the, whilst it makes fantastic headlines and, 
you know, however you want to view that, whether you want to view it, it keeps the royal family in the, the press and therefore they've got a role in the country, whether whether it, you're looking at it as, you know, it means people are employed in the newspapers because without those sensational headlines be about whatever, yeah. we wouldn't have newspapers, whatever it might be, we are talking about people's lives. We are talking about human beings with feelings and mental health. And when you are destroying somebody's life like they did for Fergie, like they did for Diana, like they are doing or tried to do for Megan, it is totally unacceptable and it shouldn't be allowed. Yeah, I agree. Why, why do we need it? Why do we need sensationalism in this way that persecutes an individual? You know, the Caroline Flack thing's on this week, isn't it? The documentary yes. about that. Yeah. which would be quite interesting. Um, I'm not saying, you know, Caroline was a very different person and in, in very different circumstances. And I remember at the time, you said to me, Claire, something about it's a show, they wanted a show trial. I didn't see it that way again, and that's just two perceptions. Mm. Because I saw somebody who had been reported for, for a, a crime, physically hurting somebody, yeah. And if that had been her boyfriend against her, she would he would have been in court. Yeah. Therefore, the Crown Prosecution Service did exactly the right thing. They didn't treat her as a celebrity. They treated her as another person. Mm-hmm. And I'm probably not going to get liked for saying that. But, you know, again, the show trial thing was sensationalised all, all across the place. They were calling her from a pig and a, to a dog before she died. Yeah. The... the- it, the opinion seems to change so dramatically and so quickly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, why should the press have that power? It's it's just wrong. But please, somebody in the institution or the firm or whatever you are, start looking after our bloody royals as people, as individuals, because they should have all the care that anybody else in this world should have. Mm, I agree with that. Definitely. And I'm going to just blind everybody, blindside everybody completely and say, I'm going to go back and watch The Crown again. I've not watched that yet. Oh, do you know? And that's why I was kind of on the fence because I wasn't on the fence thinking the royal family or the institution were right or wrong. It's, they didn't have a choice in certain things. That That was all I was on the fence for, but... You know, it, having watched The Crown, and yes, some of it is fictional, some of it is taken from fact. Um, very interesting watching. What did Harry say about The Crown? Because he passed a comment about it. He did watch some of it, and that was it. But I haven't got to any of the part where in... Well, Charles has just met Camilla. Where no, I'm, I mean, in the interview with Harry yeah, and Megan. I, I, I don't... He, all he said was he'd watched some of it. Oh, right, OK. That, that was it. it. But I don't know whether it would have been the older bits that he'd watched or the bits relating to his mother or as far as it goes. And I haven't got that far, so I can't link the two. Um, But even the treatment of previous royals and the abdication and things like that and making decisions. You you talked about emotion. I'm going to throw this one in there. Um, You talked about emotion and they, they didn't know how to show emotion. And, you know, that's how they'd been. The Queen on the crown... um had gone to the, you know, the Welsh mining village that is at the Welsh mining disaster. 
mm. um, where they lost 144 yeah. children or whatever, yeah. 116 were children. She'd gone there and she said she walked out of the home that she'd been meeting these people um, and she dabbed a dry eye and thank God nobody noticed. And it really hit home and I thought, do you know what, you very rarely see any emotion from them. No, it doesn't matter how close to the truth that is, but you very rarely see emotion. There's only a few times you've actually seen emotion from the Queen. But that's what I mean. They're not allowed to be normal people. Yeah. Nobody, you know, stuffing down emotion is scientifically proved to cause mm. illness. Yeah. Unresolved negative emotion, whether it, whatever that sort of emotion is, is scientifically proven to cause illness. Mm. Why are we doing that to the, one of the potentially most important families in the world? Yeah. Why are we doing that? Why is nobody looking after them? I don't understand. So if anybody, well, we hope we've got some listeners, <laughs> if anybody is listening that has any views, do let us know. Um, either messages or, or, or drop some comments um, on the Facebook page. It's an interesting one. We could talk all day around it, couldn't we? Because there's various bits that we'll keep remembering. But um, for us, I think it's time for a brew. Indeed. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.